Welcome to another edition of Really Healthy, brought to you by Alpine Plastic Surgery. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm Melanie Douglas. And today we have a lot of exciting things to cover. We've got uh, some... Meal ki- prep hacks. Oh my goodness, yes. And I love these. These are going to yep. be really cool. Got way, We got some really good ideas about working out with a partner. You're going to find some fascinating information about how important it is to actually work out with a partner. Yes. Got some great questions and feedback on keto because... Uh, the crash test dummy right here. That's what I'm, I'm actually doing. Uh, and along, everyone wants to know how I you're know, doing it, along with a lot of other things. Right. So why don't we just get Let's right get into it. that? Yes. Okay. So this was a big thing for me. Okay. Like a massively big thing for me. I love Mexican food. Me too. I love Mexican food. Right. And I went to a Mexican food restaurant in. I was in Arizona. I I had zero zero chips tortilla chips. I really want to know how you pulled that off. What did you do? What did you eat instead? Well, I didn't really eat anything instead. So I, 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 I just, I just, spooning the guacamole. Right. So I just had, <laughs> I just had like, uh, I just had the willpower in the moment. Uh-huh. And as I, and I left and I said, okay, are you really going to be able to sustain that over to like, can you really go to back to a, a, a Mexican restaurant and not eat the chips again. Yeah. Which I was able to do. Yes. And what I did is exactly what you said. You I actually dipped you spooned in the guacamole. And I <laughs> I used the chip as as the spoon. And so it was just and, oh, and, yeah. and I never ate the chip. So I just I just ate oh, the guac, guacamole off of off that of the chip. That is a craft. I'm totally stealing that. Yeah, no, it was it, That's a dietitian tip right there. And I felt completely satisfied by it. It That's was like awesome. this is okay. I can do. I could actually do that, and I could. I didn't do it with salsa. Yeah, you'd have to get the right. You know, it just depends on what salsa they have. Yeah, uh, but I could probably do it with salsa too. Yeah, which I didn't, but I probably could. And keep in mind that this is just a thing you're doing right now. It's not. Right. You can't. It, you'll right. be able to have chips and salsa another day. Yeah, many other days. Which I think made it a little easier to do. Yeah. So that that was a little bit easier. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So um, I've been asked this question mm-hmm. uh, right right here. Are you just doing keto with intermittent fasting or just by itself? And the answer is I'm actually doing it by itself right now mm-hmm. because I wanted to do what is intermittent fasting. I wanted to do it as a, as a standalone. Yeah. And then the keto as a, as a standalone. So I eat throughout the day uh, a keto diet. Yeah. Uh, and and right now the, the the funny thing about like what I've learned, I've actually liked both of them. I really do. I've I, there, both I have both of them. I have I've not been like, ooh, this tastes like black licorice and I hate it. Right. Like I've really really liked both. And maybe there's like a combination of both in the future that that I possibly well a lot of we'll, people we'll, we'll do combine them yeah so that is something people do is they'll combine the two but I think what you're doing is great give each one the focus and really give it a test to see what works for you and I think it's also interesting that you like both because there's no one way to eat healthy there are various ways you can do it and change it based on your situation with work or family or whatever so so I've had these kind of like like stall out moments like I've as far as like weight loss and redistribution of the wealth of my body, so to speak, the wealth, yes, yeah, uh-huh. I've actually noticed a, a more dramatic change, a more significant change with keto. Uh, but I, I felt that there have been times where I've just stopped. 
On keto? Yes. Like yeah. I, I, it's like I'll feel, okay, I'm really, you know, I can just feel it. And then all of a sudden it stops. And so is that stalling out? Am I getting out of ketosis? What? Well, is stall a good let me thing? ask you, before you stall, did you do anything different? Honestly, did you, so, did you eat too many carbs where you may have slipped out of ketosis or did anything change? So the, th- the thing that changed is I traveled. Oh. That was the di- the difference. So I was still right. following a keto diet, traveling. Uh, it was a little bit more challenging because I didn't quite have the same controls over my diet. Yeah. Uh, I found myself, which is very unusual, actually going to grocery stores. <laughs> like like in my mind, when I travel, it's like I eat at restaurants, and yeah. and I found myself actually going into local grocery stores just just to have more control. But I noticed that I was like, I I felt like almost bloated or like like I, I felt inflamed or swollen and then I would get out of it one and, and after a day or two after being home I, I was able to get out of it which is my next question right and my next question is um, if you get out of ketosis like how how do you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and how long does it take to get you back in Okay, so you can get out of ketosis the minute you overdo it on carbs. So you're trying to do 20 or between 20 and 40 grams of carbs a day, right? Let's say you accidentally ate the whole basket of chips and you're at 100 grams of carbs. You're out of ketosis. The minute you bring those carbs back into your body, into your bloodstream, they're there. And they're circulating and your body just switched fuel sources. So I think that um, you can get out of it pretty quickly. And it takes you a couple days to get back into it because your body has to go through all of the sugar and the glucose first. And the glycogen that's in your muscles, it gets rid of that first. And then it dips back into that reserve, which is the ketosis. But we should also follow up. I would love to follow up with Tara, who was on last week, our ketogenic specialist, because she had lots of great info. So let's follow up with her. And she was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have have another question about that. Well, so that was my actual question about it. It was like how long. But. But how do you know, I guess is the question. Oh, how do you know? Yeah. So how do you, do you know the answer to that? Well, I feel, from my experience, you know, because you usually ate something that pushed you out of ketosis. So you know, because you probably realize that your choice is. But how do you know you're back into it? Oh, back into it. As you're getting back into ketosis, you'll see those same symptoms where you might be um, urinating more frequently. Your mouth might be a little dry or have that fruity acid breath. You might have a little bit of a headache as you're shifting that fuel source. So I think that's, those are the signs and how you would know. I go to the bathroom a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot. It's it's crazy. Well, listen, when your body's getting rid of the glycogen stores and running through all that, glycogen holds water, and so you lose more water typically when you're in that phase. Is it better to uh, not exercise or exercise, or does it does it really matter? I think it's always good to exercise. No matter what? Yes. It's so always not good gonna, to move your body. You're not going to be low on energy, or it's going to deplete your energy sources? No. I mean, you have plenty of fuel in your body. Like, one workout isn't going to push you over the edge where you hit the wall. So, um, and also real quick though, you asked about the stall mm-hmm. and stalls are normal in any diet program or any change in your routine. You're going to hit that point where something changed, you're adapting, or maybe you went on a trip and you just got out of your routine. Just stay consistent. You'll get back into it. All right. Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have meal plan hacks. Hacks. Meal planning hacks. Oh my goodness. You, <laughs> you don't want to miss this really cool stuff. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. 
Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. I know we missed you while we were away for those brief moments. We're glad you're back, and we're glad to be back. So, Melanie, you have these meal prep hacks. Right. And and what's why would you want to have meal prep hacks? What's what's the what's the thought behind? Because that? you say meal prep, and it can be a long, drawn out, complicated process. You can make it that way for sure. You feel like but, you're spending your whole right. life preparing meals. People are like, I can't do meal prep. I don't even have time to prep. That's yeah. too much work for me. And so I'm calling it hacks because there are really simple things you can do that um, will help you be prepared for the next few days of food, and it's it doesn't really add that much time. So there's that. But I want to start, before we get into the hacks, I need to point something out. One of the hacks might be that you don't meal prep at all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, this, is what, this is my meal prep hack. So I have really great tips for a meal prep hack. If you're a planner <laughs> and a prepper, we're going to run through the tips. But if you're like me, I'm very spontaneous. I cannot stick to a schedule. And I'm the type of person that if I plan and I don't do it, then I fail, and I have all this wasted food, and I shouldn't have planned. So I'm the type that might run to the grocery store day of, I see they have fresh salmon in, and I, and I buy five ingredients, and I go home and make salmon, and that's, that's how I get through life. That's my hack, because I know that works for me, okay? Now, see, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. You're going to be somewhere in the yes. middle. So let's go through some of these meal prep right. hacks, and we'll see which ones kind of resonate with you. So first of all, when you grocery shop, let's say you do it once a week, not every few days like me, um, when you get home, Plan like an hour after your grocery shopping and wash and cut all your fruits and veggies. Oh. So think about whatever you bought. Are your fruits and veggies for smoothies or salads? Are they going to be side dishes? So just wash them, cut them, put them in Ziploc bags. As opposed to just throwing, throwing them, them in. into the yes. whatever in your fridge. Because it, it seems like... That's such an great, easy thing, that, right? It's a great idea, though, when you say it. Yeah. It when, really is, because I, I, I have so much of that stuff that just produce. ends up go, yeah, produce going to that stuff. Because it needs go, to be washed and like, cut, yeah, right? Great I know. Idea. I've had this red cabbage in my fridge forever, and if I would have washed and cut it, I would have thrown it in a salad or used it as a side. But nope, it's still in the plastic bag waiting to be washed and cut. So yeah, that's the first I, thing. I love that idea. Plan an hour, wash and cut your fruits and veggies. The second thing is to double up. So when you make a dinner, let's say you're making a fabulous dinner, double up, make two servings, right? That's almost a no-brainer, but just do it. When you're, if you're planning to make spaghetti, double it. If you're planning to make salmon and veggies, double it. So the keto plan actually does that, which yeah. is very helpful. Yeah. So uh, make a double. That always goes well. And then another one is we're looking at mason jars. Use mason jars in your meal plan hack or in your meal plan prep. So you can do overnight oats. You can do chia seeds and fruit in a mason jar. You can put a salad in a mason jar. Now, let me explain the salad, though, really quick. If you do a mason jar salad, you throw in your greens, you throw in your cucumber, carrot, even put your dressing on top. You can shake it to mix it, and then you can dump it out on a paper plate. Like, let's say you're at work. Right. Then you can dump it out, and you don't have to actually eat it in the jar. But it's really great. It's a great to container. Tote it around. It's a great container. And why a mason jar? Anything special about a mason jar? Or you just, know what I love about kind of, mason jars? Is it just kind of Pinterest-y, kind of a cute idea? What? No, I love mason jars, A, because they're glass and I hate plastic containers, B, because they're vertical storage instead of most containers are horizontal, so they slip in your purse really well, they mm. transport well, um, and so I just, and they're cute. You're right, it's partly because they're cute. Yes, <laughs> they are cute. It's, Try it. Uh, yeah. it. <laughs> like, I'm not really, Yeah. I, I like cute. All right, they're cute. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, so another meal prep hack is to make one pan meals. 
So everything you make has to fit in one cookie sheet. So that might be salmon and asparagus. You put some salmon on a cookie sheet, spread asparagus around, maybe make a double, but that's a one pan meal that you can eat that night and the rest of it you just dump in a bag. It could be in a Ziploc bag or whatever. But one pan meals are really great, like chicken and broccoli or sweet potatoes and a roast or whatever. So you do this so it's just it, it just simplifies the actual prepping and yes. of the meal. It's like Simple. you don't I don't have one thing in the oven and I've got one thing on the stove and I've got something over here and, and you have all of this stuff going on and the actual like execution and completion of this meal takes quite a bit of, of Fewer time dishes, and energy. It's yeah. more, if you think of it, it has to all fit in one pan, you're going to focus on meat and veggies. There will be fewer ingredients, fewer dishes. And you could even get a little assembly line and you could have a cookie sheet of like chicken and veggies, a cookie sheet of salmon and sweet potatoes. A co- you could do a different cookie sheet and three, prepare three meals and stick them in the oven and you've got three dishes to wash. Um, Instapot. I don't know. When you said this, I just think yes. of Instapot and it kind of everything. Is is that similar or is that is, is that a whole different conver- conversation as far as mm-hmm. kind of that one sheet idea? Guess what? I have never used an Instapot. <laughs> I don't own one. You and me both. I don't even know how to use it. So someone tell me, am I missing out? I Apparently I, so. I know. I, I got one for <laughs> Christmas. I haven't used it and I've just heard all the rage on it. So I I'm just because I'm thinking of these meal prep and these yeah, kind of hack ideas. I hear they're great. Yeah, okay. that's your fitness. That's your nutrition that's, challenge that, this week. Is you need to use right. your Instapot and yes. tell us if we're missing out. Perfect. Right. Okay. Another hack would be to pre-chop onions and garlic. Think about how many times you make something where you need <sighs> chopped onion and garlic, and you're and just that step alone is like too time consuming and you're like I'm just it's easier to just go to McDonald's because I don't have time to chop right. and cut. So if you keep those kind of laying around that really helps. Um Another one would be swap your sauces. So let's say you make a whole pan of chicken breasts, right? You can play around with the sauces. Put barbecue sauce on one, teriyaki sauce on one, salt and pepper, balsamic vinaigrette. But shake them up. And then you've got chicken. And if you do a big pot of brown rice, you've kind of got a different flavor, but basic healthy foods for every day. I loved that concept. So when, when, when I was on The Biggest Loser, we were required to make our own meals yes and and that's where i really changed things up was in the sauce the flavor profile things it was it was basically maybe chicken and broccoli but it was in you know change the sauce it changed the sauce and it, it was amazing how how big an impact it had on the meal it didn't get boring it was like something you know i, I mean i literally could have chicken and broccoli with different sauces and you've got five different meals right and you're not like oh i'm so sick of chicken and broccoli by the end of whatever uh, and I, I love that idea, and, and it's been something that I've really tried to stick with and try to find even, like, what are some of the newer kinds of flavor ideas. It's always something that's evolving. Yeah. So I really like that. My last meal prep hack is to plan your meal prep. <laughs> Don't go to the store and buy all the stuff unless you know the day and time yeah. you're doing your prep and you need an hour or two. If you're really going to go big with this, um, make sure that you know what day and time you're going to do it before you buy all the stuff. So you cool. can really follow through. All right, we're going to take another break. But when we come back, we have our uh, fitness challenge. We have our nutritional challenge. And we have a little in the news about which, workout buddies. Which is the nutritional challenge is a rather yummy surprise. And it may not be food. All right, <laughs> stick around. We'll be back.
Welcome back to Really Healthy. Scott Mitchell, Melanie Douglas here. Final segment of the day. This is uh, a fun part where we talk about our nutritional challenge. Our fitness challenge. Fitness challenge. Cover a little something in the news. Yes. And so we have found this article that was actually in Woman's Health magazine. And it talked about... Um, Here's actually, what I love about it, because it has seven ways to find a workout buddy, which is kind of where most people quit reading. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> been there, done that. But it actually ends with, you'll actually like. Find a workout buddy, you'll actually like. That's and, the interesting And part. here's another part about this that I found interesting in uh-huh. the article was, you are significant, and I mean significantly, more likely to actually work out if you do it with someone else. Right. And uh, actually, science has proven this out, that uh, when we're trying to accomplish something, uh, having having someone with us, having the support of another person actually improves our odds. Just your willpower alone yeah. doesn't cut it all the time. In fact, a lot of times we fail just because of that. So when you have these other factors that are into play, it makes a huge difference. And I know this. I always had a workout partner when I worked out for my former career as a professional athlete, and when you're accountable to someone else, it makes a huge, huge difference. I actually have a workout partner now from a rather unlikely source. Well, now you have to share your source. Oh, so my son okay. uh, has, he has early morning workouts for football, and he doesn't have his driver's license, and he's oh. 16, and he just won't drive. Uh-huh. And so uh, I have to drive him every morning. So I take him to the high school, Drop him off, he goes and works out, and I go and work out. That works. And I have my workout buddy. And sometimes it's just about having the time, like the committed time, and you might go do your own separate thing, but like meeting at the gym or driving together to the gym or whatever, that that can be the accountability you need. So there, there were some really interesting different types of workout buddies. What, what did you what did you so like here's that, the, here are the ones I liked yeah. first of all it's okay to have a long distance workout buddy so sometimes the people you really want to work out with like live a few states away or across the country right make them your workout buddy you can do this digitally so you can do this by um, signing up for online workouts and then or live workouts right and you can both take the class together. There are programs that do that. Um, you can FaceTime and work out together. You can Marco Polo. That's another app that lets you do video chatting. Have you um, ever done this? Have you ever had a long distance? I, uh, you know what? I well, I, <laughs> I teach... feel like we're dating here on our on our, <laughs> our workout buddies. Anyways. I have done things like this. I've done it over Skype, so I've worked out. I've even done Studio Five appearances where I taught workouts over Skype oh, really? on live TV, and, yeah. and they and they work well. Yes, it works just fine. I mean, embrace like the technology that is at your fingertips. If there is someone you'd love to work out with and they're far away, then FaceTime them. Like, just get them on video. Even if you're just talking to each other while you're doing the same workout, there are lots of, you know, apps and live workouts and things you can do at home. But your buddy could be there right with you. All right. Well, uh, man's best friend is, of course, a dog, right? Right. And it actually mentions about work out with your your animal or your your pet. pet. Right. Uh, Have you ever done that? No. mm -mm. I'm not a a real pet lover. Oh. So I'm like, I I can think of a few things I would do with my cat that I do not like, and she doesn't like me. But no, um, I haven't tried that. So you'll have to let me know if that works. So I actually have worked out with my, my pet before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a yellow lab. I have one now, and and I actually take take him for walks, mm-hmm. and uh, he he really likes that. Uh, I live near the mountains, mm-hmm. and so 
when I had two labs, I used to take them on the mountain all the time. They just loved it. And mm -hmm. it, it, so it was really fun. It was, it, we never felt like we were actually working out. It was kind of an adventure more to, you know, yeah. at least it felt that way. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm, the problem I have now is they're old and they're like, look, if I get out of bed in the morning and I go out and do my business, that's a lot of exercise for me. So it's, it's changed, but I've, I've had experience where I've really enjoyed working out with my animals. Well, have you heard of goat yoga? It's a real thing. They do yoga with goats. So if you have a goat, goat yoga? you need to try goat no, yoga. No, come on. They do. They like, yeah, the goats right, gonna, like balance on do, your back. We're going to do goat yoga. We should. We have to do we goat have. yoga. <laughs> okay, a couple other ideas, though, in the, in the article were it talked about a group date with your friend. You know how you go to lunch with your friends or you meet for coffee or whatever? Instead of doing something that's about food, say, hey, friends, let's go to an aerial yoga class or let's go to a kickboxing class or the boxing gym. And that is your group date, a workout. Right. Not a bad idea. All right. What about like a significant other or girlfriend, boyfriend? I have boyfriend? mixed feelings about this. Some, yeah, I, I, some right. couples work out really well together. But if you're going to go do something, pick an activity you both feel successful in. Yeah. That's my tip is pick an activity where you're both comfortable. Because if the other spouse is not comfy in the weight room or in the dance class, then it can yeah. get weird. Or you have people that like cycling and it's yes. like, come, and you get all the gear and, and you get on the bike yeah. and you go, I don't really like this. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's that kind of resentment. So to pick it. something you yeah. both like. And yes, that's an awesome idea too. Okay. Um, cool, cool article. Great ideas and super helpful when you're working out. Get that partner However yes. you do it, and what's great about this is there's really no excuse. You can find a, a partner no matter where you are, no matter what's happening. All right, here we go. This is our nutritional challenge Our of nutrition the day. challenge for the week. Okay, so Scott said it would be yummy, so you tell me if you think this is yummy. But uh, I think this might be one of the hardest ones we've ever issued. Here's your challenge. Take a digital detox, okay? So as I'm talking... Maybe you need to start your digital detox right now. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? I, I wasn't listening. I was like, why is he on his phone? <laughs> oh, He's oh, not I even listening. Oh, I have to put this down. <laughs> yeah, your, your challenge is digital oh. detox. Spend at least two hours away from your phone. This will send me to the loony bin I if can't... I have to give this up for two hours. I'll do it. I you will. Know, do, part of your detox is during your workout, so that's like one hour down. Yes, I will do it. I will I will Try a that. digital detox. Yes. Two hours, I'm a, no I'm a, phone. I'm going to do that with my kids, too. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll right. be hard for the kid. Everyone needs that. And then our fitness challenge for the week is we're just taking this whole couple's friend, significant other. Plan a workout date with a friend or your significant other. Plan a workout date with someone. Go do something active. Have some fun. Make it happen. What do you like to do? When you I well, I love group fitness. So, and I like boxing, um, and I love step aerobics. I like lifting weights. Uh, I like I like a lot of active things. The funny thing is, is I think I'm really good at everything, but I'm not. So <laughs> I'll be like, let's go play racquetball. I got this, and then I can't even hit the ball. It's like uh, this is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I love to hike. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on Really Healthy. Uh, for Melanie Douglas, I'm Scott Mitchell. We hope you have a really healthy day. Please go to all of our uh, social sites, uh, Really Healthy Podcast on Facebook and the Really Healthy Podcast on Instagram. Also, visit our website. We'd love, we get so much feedback from you guys. Love the feedback. We've got workouts. We've got meal plans. We've got just great, great things, great ideas, great place for you to visit. It's the reallyhealthyshow.com. Until then, you have a great day and uh, make sure you're really, really healthy.
This program does not provide medical advice. The contents of this program are for informational purposes only. The program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this program. Bonneville International does not recommend.